Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm standing here rocking a three-month-old. <laughs> and joining me, not rocking a three-month-old, is Jane Hilton. But still rocking. Yes, you I were. Can't, I can't help it. <laughs> I can see Stacey rocking and I'm rocking with her. Side to side. So this episode could be featuring Henry. But that's okay. We, we prob- don't mind. We can probably hear him now, wiggling yes. around. Yes, we've got. We'll have a few <laughs> guests in today, and we thought we'd spend today talking about designing your life. This is a topic that I find just absolutely fascinating, and one is, that is part of the reason why I started my own business. As I decided to have a family, and as I, my kids are growing older, and I'm having more children, the idea of being able to work when it suits me, rather than working when I'm told that I have to work, mm-hmm. um, is really, really appealing. And I'm lucky to be in a situation where I've been able to design the life that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I am too. And Stace, that's the whole reason that I started my business was to have that flexibility because I nice. it was at a time, you know, I'd had, I'd started having children and I thought I, I really want that flexibility to be able to, um, you know, to be honest, that was my, that was my one wish if, if I had to design my life was just to have that flexibility. Yeah. I think what I perceived that flexibility to look like is probably quite different in reality now, or I've probably got it to where, it works best, but it's been there's been a lot of lessons to learn along the way. There, it's it's certainly yeah. not. Oh, I'm going to run a business and design my own life. It's not as easy as that. There's there's yeah. still sacrifices. Yeah. Um, and so, it's not the four hour work week where you are sitting on a beach for four days a week and just coming oh, in on a Friday morning and doing no, a couple of hours and no. The fact that going I finish back to at the three, beach. That's right. The fact that I finish at three in the afternoon means that I start at four in the morning. Yeah. So it's not like I just go right. Well, I just I just want to work a certain hour, amount of hours per day and, yeah. and fluff about the rest of it. That's that's not it. Yeah. It's just uh, at least I can be flexible in kind of setting those those terms, um, which, yeah, which is really valuable for me. Nice. My um, When I started my business, I thought running your own business meant that you had to work 80 hours a week. So I was kind of the opposite. I didn't start my own business because I wanted that flexibility. I was keen to get stuck in and thought that I would spend – and for the first couple of years I did. I just worked ridiculous yeah. hours. I didn't have kids. I was just, it was just all about the business and my husband just got left behind and yes. I'd see him every now and then and the rest of the time was spent teaching or building the business. Yes. Um, but as I've had kids, my priorities have completely changed. Yes. And now that Lucinda's going to school next year and so I've decided flat out that I want to be there to be able to drop her at school and mm-hmm. I want to be there to pick her up, at yep. least in her first year. And how do you make that work when you've got a business like mine where classes start at 3.30? So that's a really quick turnaround time if, if that's something that I want to achieve. So we are now doing our planning for 2019 and I'm finding a way to kind of make that happen. Yes. Because if I can't make that happen, I can't tell you the level of resentment that I'll then have for my business yes. in turning up to work yes. and those days that I can't be there to pick up my daughter because I've suddenly decided that that's my priority. Yes. So that's what I want to do. Yes. How do I make that happen? Yes. And so I'm, yeah, I'm at the moment all about designing what my year will look like. Yes. And I'm happy for that to change, but that's, um, I mean, my life currently is designed around naps and feeds. (laughs) 
Remember that? And I was going to say, days? and that doesn't allow a lot to happen in between, especially Henry's, what, three, four months, three old. months old. So, you know, napping's a priority for him. Yes. Which means you've got, you know, a couple of hours between each each sleep to actually get stuff done. But yeah. I tell you what, this is why I think mothers make fantastic employees because their time management skills yep. are impeccable. <laughs> because when you have to work and you know you've only got that time because when the baby wakes up or when the kids get home or whatever – it, that's it. That's you it. know, your your focus. I mean, you might be able to still do things, but you won't have that dedicated focus as you did, you yes. know, while they were asleep or at school or, or or whatever. Yeah. Now, in terms of those hours that you touched on there, so if you speak to Gary V, yeah, he would say, "Oh, you do need to work eighty hours per week or one hundred and sixty hours or whatever ridiculous amount." Because yeah. he's someone that. Is absolutely adamant that that's how you get ahead in life. Is, yeah. And if you hustle. and if you read you hustle. hustle, if you read his book, <laughs> crushing it or crush it or there's two of them, crush it and crushing it. I think that that's exactly what he espouses. Is you know you're not serious about your business unless you're working, you know, hundred hours a week. So I th- I don't think it's I I think it's a it, it's probably something that that is being espoused by those entrepreneurial figures that you've got to work hard. I yeah. just think. You know, for me, that's that's been a bit of a mind stuff because I'm like, well, hang on a second. He says I've got to. If work I'm really a serious hard. entrepreneur and business owner, I've got to be doing a hundred hours a week. But hang, but I actually, uh, you know, I've only got so much time with my children. Yeah, and I want and to I want that. to spend that, and I don't have. I've got to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know, it's it's actually just going well. Well, which one do I prescribe to? Because you can't do both. Yeah. So my. My what I, where I've come to, and I'm not saying that this is the perfect solution, but hello, Henry. That's Henry. <laughs> hello. Um, where I've come to is that what I'm trying to do is when I am with Henry or yep. the kids, I'm yep. trying to be a hundred percent there. Yes, and with them in yeah. that moment. And then when I do get a chance to work, if he's asleep or if I get a moment to do stuff, I'm a hundred percent in that yep. without the guilt mm. that's the hard bit yep that's the kind of oh. appendix yep bit of it it's appendices and to be it's... honest i don't even know if that that state exists yeah i don't yeah. know if you get to that state and be guilt free and yeah. or or completely present without at all thinking about something it's is very hard to do is he upset is he, yeah I'm... or the other way when you're with the kids oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you see a sign on the road that that sparks a memory of oh my goodness I didn't actually get this done yes you know I better race home and do that now and or yeah, yeah or I, oh actually I Call can't race person. home right now because I'm being present in the moment but then for the next hour you're like oh my goodness I've got to remember to do that when I get home you yeah. know yeah yeah it's pretty it's not something it's a working program easier but that's that's what I'm working towards mm, good so that's kind of what I'm doing to build my ideal life but speaking of ideal lives mm. I'd like to introduce our guest. Welcome, Miss Emily Rennes. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. What a what an honour to be a guest on your program. Thank you. So Emily is my best friend. So just to put it all straight out there, hmm. she is spending the week with me, um, being my house husband because my husband has got off gallivanting around the world, and we've been having great chats about this exact topic, designing our life. And Emily has designed what I think is just the most perfect existence. <laughs> 
I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty fortunate, and I, I definitely can't complain. It, it's been fun playing house husband for the week, but um, my normal life outside of being a house husband once a week every every ten years, um, <laughs> I'm I'm lucky enough to have a job that enables me to have flexible working hours and flexible days, which I think is probably a dream come true for a lot of women that are sort of stuck in the nine to five grind. Yeah. But interesting to hear you both talk about how you feel like you've got to do the hours in order to get the work or in order to make the money and yeah it becomes a really uh, difficult balance mm. I think between the, the amount of time you put in and the, and the amount of money I guess or, or, grat- or gratitude that you get out of your work um, yeah and that, that was something I grew up watching and aspiring mm. to and I, you know I saw my parents do the grind and even when I was young you know when I was out of uni um, I was straight into the nine to five I wore the corporate clothes and stayed back late and d- did all those things for probably 10 12 years and mm. then came to the realization that 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 doesn't necessarily make me the happiest so yes yeah I sort of changed the focus so Emily can you can you explain to our leader uh, leaders um our listeners what is it that you do what is your job because uh, because this is not your business this is not necessarily something that that you've created yeah and that is incredible that you've got this opportunity working for somebody else and it's and it's a large organisation as well. Yeah. So it's a national sports organisation. Yes. Uh, and I, I have worked with national sports organisations for going on eight years now. I've worked with state sporting associations uh, previous to that. Um but yeah, the role is essentially around developing um, junior participation programs. So we're obviously trying to get more people more active more often. Yeah. Uh, and my focus has been around children, probably because of my sort of sport coaching and um, human movement science background. Yes. So the programs are I ideally um, designed to um, increase inclusion and make children feel really comfortable and um, excited about, you know, being physically active and, and yeah. leading healthy, happy lifestyles. So yep. in an ideal world, that's how it works. Yes. So what's your what's your day look like or what's your week look like? Paint us the picture. Yeah. So um, luckily my organisation enables me to work from home. So I have one of those brilliant home offices, move around the kitchen or the lounge room or the bedroom at sometimes, poolside when the, when the weather allows. Um, But I would probably work from anywhere between sort of 7 and 8 a.m. in the morning. I try and have a really good break in the middle of the day. That sort of works for me. So I'll stop for coffee here and there of a morning time, but I really make the effort to to stop and walk away from work in the middle of the day, maybe walk down to the beach or or go out and, um, you know, get some food or some groceries just to sort of break up the day and then try and do a second shift of work uh, in the afternoon or the evening. And sometimes that can go through to 6 or 7 o'clock at night, sort of. Right. Sometimes it finishes a bit earlier, three or four. But the nice thing about flexible mm. uh, working hours is that if there's a yoga class at 10 o'clock that I want to get to, I just program my day around that. Yeah, That's sometimes awesome. there are meetings and things that you can't you can't avoid and they're locked in and you've got to, you've got to do those things. But also being able to in- incorporate, um, yeah, things like yoga classes when, when and you can make them is really valuable. That is so amazing and it sounds like the ideal day because I agree. Like I think to to break the the working day up in the middle – with something physical, like it sounds like you'd go and do a yoga class or a walk or go and get the groceries, just kind of refreshes the brain, rewires the um, thinking and all, and all of that sort of stuff, yep. plus the physical benefits of that. Yes. But tell me, Emily, did your role start that way? So when you first joined the organisation, was that always the expectation that you wanted to have this flexibility in your role or did you start in the nine to five realm and then build up that trust? Um, 
and then kind of um, move into a more flexible arrangement. Yeah, go from there. I guess with this particular role, no, it's been flexible from the start. Wow. So we have an incredible CEO who is the most uh, inspiring leader, I guess. It makes a big difference. I was saying she because she's a female and so she's married with um, with two kids. And I guess, you know, it's a legacy from her because she's wanted to be able to care for her children when they yes. weren't at school. And so she should, she'll sort of do a couple of hours in the middle of the day, but most of her work is done of an evening, which right. works quite well for us as well. So we'll shoot through things to her throughout the day. She'll check them overnight the next morning when we log on, sort of all, all, all magically happened overnight. So it's really nice to have people understand that it's it's still possible to work. You don't have to do nine to five sitting at a desk. You can yes. still get things done that are, you know, yes. seven till 10 and then three till five, or maybe it's seven o'clock at night till 10. When it, whatever works in with your lifestyle and your existence um, can be really valuable to the productivity level of yes. the work that you're doing. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's right. So what would you, I mean, from from your point of view and maybe even, I mean, she sounds like she's absolutely living that and espousing yeah. that kind of lifestyle as well. Yeah. What are the challenges around this flexibility and, and yep. does everybody in the organisation have this flexibility or is it just a few people that really kind of want it and can make it work yeah. and everybody else you know, then there's a majority that kind of do do the nine to five. Yeah, there, there's there's a mix. There is an right. a, you know a head office, um, and they do the nine to five, and then there are people who are not in the head office. They're sort of spread throughout the country. It's a national country, so we've got representatives all across the country, and they're not all full time either. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not for everyone. You, yeah. you do bring up a really good point, and, and plenty of my friends and, and people that I'm talking to about my lifestyle are, are jealous. But the next thing they say is. There's no way I could do that. Mm. So it takes a lot of focus, I think, yes. and commitment, um, and a lot of um, you've got to be quite driven by yourself to, to know that you've got to sit down and get the work done. And I guess in my situation, it's driven by a little bit of guilt. But also, if I don't do the work, it's not like someone else is going to pick it up for me. Like yes. that work just sits there and it piles up until I do it. Same when you've got your own business. It, it's, there's no advantage in ignoring it or not getting it done. Yes, the advantages come from from you know sticking in there and getting the work done, and, and it's it's rewarding when it works but I can appreciate it it's not for everyone yes yeah and then in terms of the face-to-face interaction do you find that it's beneficial for you to regularly kind of catch up with people face-to-face or or go into the head office for example and kind of sit down with people and talk face-to-face or or does that not really like even just being physically present in meetings versus like maybe dialing in or whatever Is is that important? Yeah, I think it still is. It it yeah, it, it's I mean it's topical, but it does remain you know, one of the best ways to get work done, I think, is face to face, especially if there's meetings or there's collaborations happening. There is a lot you can do online, but every, every now and then it's an advantage to get get in the face of someone else and to know that you've really got their focus. I was running a national meeting last week, and as I said, we've got staff all across the country, but I can hear in the background when they're not focusing. I can hear the kettle going off or doors opening and closing, and <laughs> I'm tempted to Oops. say, to them, I'm yeah. tempted to say, to them, you just need to mute your phone so that we can't tell that you're doing things in the background because I'm the same. You know, you want to try and multitask and it's a luxury to sit on a boring staff meeting and then also type out a couple of emails in the background, but mute your phone so we can't hear it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. There was one example where I used to kind of join a, a group Zoom meeting that used to be, and it wasn't, it was like a kind of volunteer program. Um, it was a, um accountability group that used to get together once a month via Zoom. And I'd always just happen to have a glass of champagne at the at the same time, but I, I became really conscious of it or, or self-conscious of it because I just used to think 
it's, I mean, you're in your kind of home environment, but I remember thinking, gosh, is it actually appropriate for me to sit here sipping champagne <laughs> and every week? And I, yeah, that's well, that's exactly right. And are they judging yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> do you find that um, for that interaction, like, do you often take your work out out of the, your home office or out of poolside? Do you go to cafes? Do you go out for lunch and do a bit of work? Like, do you kind of schedule? Other seeing other people is guess I guess is what I'm asking. Do you feed off that that energy? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you do varieties the spice of life, as we mm-hmm. say. Um, it is good to to grab the laptop. I've got a, a gorgeous little Surface Pro at the moment that you can just fling into your handbag and barely even know it's there. So quite convenient to take that across to a myriad of coffee shops around the place. And it does get me away from the desk and into a different thinking environment, a different headspace. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of what we do at the moment is very online. There's a lot of emails and websites and, um, you know, communicating with people uh, in the digital space means that you don't necessarily have to see them face to face. There was a, a, a period of time last year where I was going to be overseas for, for part holiday and, and part friend's wedding. And I managed to um, space the gap in between, which was a, about a three week period by by working from places like Paris and London so I, I can appreciate it's very fortunate to do but um, wow. in all reality and I was very convincing of my boss obviously before I left that it, it doesn't matter like we are yep. so online these days that it's completely possible to really work from anywhere you know yes. I, might, I might be looking after the state of Victoria or, or delivering outcomes into the Northern Territory but at the end of the day if I'm sitting in Queensland no one could really tell the difference as long no. as the work's getting done. And what about the communication tools that you use to collaborate, obviously, from various parts of Australia? Are there, are there particular tools or apps or yep. um, software that you use to kind of communicate effectively? Yeah, definitely. They're, they're vital, I think. And there's so many out there, as you're probably aware of, and maybe your community can share a few that they use more regularly. But uh, a lot of the office suite, so um, Microsoft is is very helpful for us. Outlook uh, is, is like my to-do list. A lot of people have yeah. a notepad. I don't know, they write tasks and things to do in their notepad, but my, my Outlook <laughs> email account ends up being my, my diary and my to-do list and my contacts mm. and I find that very handy. Um, teleconferencing, teleconferencing is very good. So when I'm running meetings nationally, everyone can dial in from, from a local number um, in their state uh, and we can all hear each other pretty clearly. Mm. You, I guess you do have to speak one at a time when you're on a teleconference. Yes. It doesn't work so well if everyone starts to, to talk over the top of each other. Um I guess sometimes we use what sort of other online platforms? I mean, video is very helpful. We've got um, some registration and website programs that host uh, a series of resources. So um, for our coaches, for example, for the sport, um, lesson plans and activity cards and links to courses that they can do online to develop them um, as better deliverers of the sport. So okay. yeah, there's a lot, a lot out there if you can find them. Yeah, right. Okay. And then for things like um, project management or file sharing, those sorts of things? Is it just kind of using a a designed network that's been designed for that organisation or do you use, you know, things like Trello or Basecamp or, you know, Dropbox, for example? Yeah, all of those things, they're all all out there. Strangely, I use Excel a lot for project management still. Right. I know it's old school, but everyone tends to understand Excel. Um, Yes. Easy to sort of check box and and list things and put things in timelines and priorities and, um, you know, sort 
sort data and results. What else? Yeah, Trello, I guess. Um, if we're sharing files, sometimes um, I think she uses you send it. I, I must admit, last week I put a whole heap on a USB and Express posted it to Western Australia. So right, sometimes sometimes you have to that. go old school. Yes, <laughs> when they're really big and you can't find the, the, the you know the ideal online resource, it can be quicker just to. Chuck it in, chuck it in yeah. the post. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are some, there are some good ones out there. I, I think sometimes you, if you're working with a lot of people, you've got to make sure all of those people are on board with that platform. I've, yes, I've seen a lot of right. my colleagues go, "Oh, let's use this or let's use that," which works for them. But if everyone else isn't using it, it it's it, not, it's useless. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. It's something that everyone can use. That's why I think Excel and Outlook are quite good because we know everyone's got those sort of um, programs Access already to in their day to day office. Yeah. Mm. And just to wrap up, for anybody who's looking to perhaps approach their boss with the question of, hey, flexible hours, how do you feel about that? Yeah. What what advice do you have for them? How did you kind of approach it going in when you first applied for the job? And um, what are some of the benefits that you can say that they can use as part of their ammunition to kind yeah. of say this is something I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. I, I mean, I guess I was kind of in an advantage in that this particular sport that I'm working for is is so small that I actually couldn't afford an office. So that is probably something to bring up if you're discussing your boss. The costs of having you inside an office in terms of sort of renting or leasing a building and then, you know, access to chairs, tables, computers, printers, that sort of thing Um can be difficult for them. Sick leave. I don't really take sick leave anymore because I'm already at home. So I'm pretty sure my employee benefits from from uh, maybe a slightly lower cost yes. with sick leave. You don't feel like you can be sick when you're at home in bed working anyway. Yeah. Um, good what point. else was good? I think, you know, being able to be accountable, be productive and to have evidence of, of that, be really clear with what you need to achieve and how you're going to achieve it. Um, I'll, I'll sometimes send her some of my project management spreadsheets so she knows where I'm up to. Um, I'm a big sharer of, of things. So if I've put a brief or a tender or a research piece together, I'll make sure I send it to all of my colleagues so they can actually see the work that yes. I'm doing. I think that's really valuable because it is. It, it could get to the place where people don't really know what you're doing and it might be the fact that you're doing nothing. So it's important to keep yourself relevant and keep keep sharing what you're doing. Yes. Um, what were the other advantages? Um, she, my CEO actually was the one that said she sees the benefit herself from enabling her staff to do this. She said, I think 100%. I get more from them because they can have a flexible life. So it makes sense for me. It makes sense for them. Um, you know, that she's she's yet to complain about the productivity or the outcomes. It's worth a try, you know, even if you put a three-month period around it and, and maybe that's the pitch that you've got to make to your boss, can we just trial this for three months and then, you know, continue. You still have to work hard. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. You've, you've right. still got to do the work. Yes. But, um, but, yeah, just a more flexible way. And almost, I think you're probably even more diligent. Like even just mm. listening to you. Yeah in the way you've described how you approach your work in terms yeah. of accountability, yeah. um, in terms of communication to to other people within your organisation and yeah. other stakeholders. It's, I think you're probably more vigilant and diligent in those areas yeah. because you're conscious yeah. um, of perhaps the kind of pitfalls there or, or any gaps that might unfold, you know, being being out of the office, yeah, yeah. whereas if, if you're in the office, mm. you know that people can just come up at any time and ask a question or peer over your shoulder or yeah. or whatever. So I think you're probably actually much more effective at your role. Yeah, definitely. And I also think too, you know, to your point, 
that your CEO made in terms of empowering your staff to to you know be more productive and 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 be better staff members really mm. at the end of the day they've just they've just um they've just demonstrated so much trust in you mm. as a human being and and as a team member like yep. that even it's that privilege. in itself is such a huge um form of acceptance and and confidence of confidence yeah and loyalty building as well it's just yes. you, you I can imagine you're so much more likely to be loyal to that company because they've empowered you in that way. A hundred percent. Yeah. I I don't think I'll ever get these sorts of conditions again, maybe not in my lifetime. I'd I'd like to be able to offer it to the staff that I employ, but yeah, it'd be, um, yeah, yeah, I, I often think that it could be rare that I come across this position. So I am more inclined to work hard and make sure I can keep, keep Keep things that way. Well, and that was going to be my final question was now that you've had this work life or work um, situation, work-life balance, Mm. do you think you could go back? Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. I I do think about it from time to time. I'm I'm contracted at the moment. So at the moment I'm employed to the end of the year, but after that, who who knows? But I think I will struggle going back into an office environment. There's there's not that many things that I miss, which is probably a little bit sad. The friendships, definitely. I know that's that's a real valuable thing. But yeah, in terms of being being sort of disrupted from... Um, getting into a state of workflow, you, yes. you don't find that as much when you're at home. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll wait and see what the future holds. Maybe my next employer will be as um, as understanding, as as appreciative, and as evolved as my current. Well, and maybe you'll have CEO. the confidence knowing how that it works to actually bring it up with them. Definitely, yeah. As we say, it's it's worked here. It can it can work again as an option? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hope so. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you in town as well as you know here in the studio. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. If anyone is keen to have that conversation with their boss and they would like um, some actual scientific backup knowledge, I read this fantastic book. It's called Womenomics. Hmm. It's by Claire Shipman and Caddy Kay. It's American. Um, the lady who wrote it, well, one, one of the ladies, Claire, I think, is on ABC News on Good Morning America. And yeah. it's all about the research behind um, giving people flexible hours and why it works better and why you can, why you should, as a woman especially, feel empowered to be able to go and have that conversation with your boss to design the life that you want for you and for your children and for your family. And um, it's a nice kick up the pants. Yes. I read it a while ago and really liked it, but then I always think of Emily when I'm yeah coming across stuff like that because I'm like, yeah, she's living the dream. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So Womenomics, it's called. Okay. Yeah. Look that one up. You might have to add that to our books list. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If you want to get in touch with us, it's really easy. Yep. You can contact us at facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots podcast. And remember too, if this is a podcast that you're really enjoying and if you can think of any other women in business that might really enjoy keeping it real with us at Miss Bossy Boots podcast, please um, share some of the Facebook content with them or um, even flick them the link of the Miss Bossy Boots podcast for them to to perhaps listen to one of our episodes. We would love you to share the love. Something I'm doing with um, Miss Francesca, who's one of my staff, and I call her Miss Francesca because she was my Miss Francesca. She was my teacher growing up. She now works for me. Is she will share a podcast episode with me of something that she likes Mm. and we both listen to it Mm -hmm. and then we have lunch and talk about it. Great. I know. Yes. I'd love to hear if anyone's doing that with Miss Bossy Boots. 
Yes, we <laughs> hope so. We're going to come up in a couple of weeks with an episode for you based on our lunch that we're having with Lisa Messenger. Yes, next week, which next, is exciting. Yes, so we'll um, we'll get together after that and um, have a little debrief. Yep, so that you can all catch up with um, what you're missing by not joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time. We're we'll talking to you next time. Bye, Henry. Do you want to say bye? Of course, he's quiet now. <laughs> of course. Mm.